So, so we're going to do the Shaka Vataryav as Hashem from Lamavavim Abbas, the Mishnah where we're going to start as Hashem tomorrow night through Ritzufis, until the Mishnah on Lamatesa Malalaf, which is where we're going to get to as Hashem for the Ritzufis tomorrow. The goal, the goal is <clears throat> that tomorrow night we should be able to accomplish our goal. Our goal tomorrow night is to learn through these two plots. It's two blocks. Through, where we told Lama which is it's two blocks. Right. It's two blocks. The goal tomorrow is to learn those blocks at least once, and if not twice. And the way to do that is by by keeping an eye on the gold, on the eye on the prize. On the prize. Thank you. The eye on the prize, which is to keep on going. On and the there's there's. <laughs> There's always kashas, there's always more Havana that will come through pilful, but the Iker, the goal of tomorrow night specifically is just to, to go, to move forward. And there's a kasha, just keep on going, just keep on going. Obviously not just reading it like I'm laning it up, like not understanding it, but there's a big difference and it's a, it's a, it's a challenge to do. But you say the Misha, Lamed, Bav, Mubez, that Misha in the middle there? Yeah. Okay. Until the Mishnah Lama Tessa Alf. Now, so therefore, I thought that we could do tonight. I thought it was nice to have this extra day, so to speak, in between, so that we could go through get, go through the Shaka to just get it again in our heads. Okay. If it's the type when you're commuting to work to listen again, Accordion. yes, awesome. that would be good. Also, just because that will help in being able to do tomorrow even more than we maybe felt possible before. Okay, so. If there's any, obviously stop me if there's a question in Havana. I'm not, I'm not going to do this pop I'm going to do this, you know, looking inside. Um, but, okay, are you ready? We'll see how long it takes. How long it takes? It takes 20 minutes? Great. It takes 30 minutes? Oh, yes, yes. I'm not planning to check that long. Okay, the mission says, and you're more than welcome to follow along with me. Um... Um, inside, like the Mishnah says, Alam Vavam Veza, you're not allowed to bind the Lulav. Tanakama says you can't bind the Lulav for the Eged unless only with its species from the Dalit. Meaning that's where Rabbi Huda said, or Mayor said, you could even use a regular yarn or a piece of flax string. And Rameyer brought a story to prove his point from the people of Yushalayim that used to bind the Lulavim with golden strands. To which the Chacham retorted, underneath that or lower down, they bound it with regular binding, and therefore is no Raya. Rava comments on from uh, that which Rabbi Yehuda said has to be dafka that the min of the Dalaminim. He says you could even use the viney substance or the roots, the inner roots of the uh, de- decal of the palm tree for the egen. And Rava says, what's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? The reason why he holds you have to use dafka from Dalaminim is because he holds lulav tzarech egen. So when the Torah gave me a requirement to take Dalaminim, it said, I want you to take Dalaminim, four species. In what way? Using an Eged. That means that the Eged is part of the Cheshman of the Mitzvah. And if I were to use a different species, it would end up being five, meaning therefore it must be. In Cheshman, it comes out that it has to be from the Dalaminim itself. Then Rava continues and says, How do I know that Siv and Ikra de Diklo, the viney substance or the roots, the branches of the, of the Dekel, are also considered from the Min? Meaning, in this regard, because um, it's not the Lulav itself, it's not the Hada, it's not the Rava, etc., so he brings a ride like this. The Brisa says, the Tanakam, Rameir of the Brisa says, the Pasuk says, Vasukas Teshvu, 
You have to sit in the sukkahs. What kind of sukkahs? Any sukkah made from any kind of substance that fits the criteria of not being a kavatumah and growing from the ground. Behuda says no, it has to be from the dalaminim, and he has a kavachar to prove his point. Madach, if by lula, which only applies by day. And nevertheless, the Torah said, I'm makbid that it has to be from these dalaminim. Sukkah, which is compared to, which is, has a, it's like a hekish to lulav, and it's nageya by night and by day, that shows how chashub it is, for sure that should only be able to be fulfilled with the dalaminim. The Gemara says that's not considered a kavachaymer, because that's a kavachaymer, that's so for any kavachaymer, which the goal of the kavachaymer is to create a chumrah, if there's any byproduct of that kavachaymer that will result in a kula, a leniency, then it's not going to be considered a kavachaymer. What's the leniency? Because if he doesn't find the dalamini, he's not going to be sitting in the sukkah, and that's considered a kula, and therefore it is not a valid kavachaymer. Furthermore, perhaps, the Torah says, Vasukas teishu vasyamim, Vasukas tells me all different kinds of sukkas of anything, and we also have a proof from Ezra. He said, go out to the mountain and bring branches of olive trees, of uh, other kinds of trees, of the, what was it called, the pine, the pine trees, yeah. and the, the branches from the hadash tree, and the palm tree, etc., etc., etc. So you see that it's talking about using palm, um, other species for the sukkah as well. So you see you're allowed to use other species. Behuda says, no, that, that Ezra said, take those things, that was talking about using it for the walls, not for the schach. Can I ask one question? Yep. Uh, the second proof of the superstation, Mm-hmm. It, it just, is it just because it doesn't say anything specific? That's why we're saying Koldavar? Or because it says Vasukais, okay. plural. I mean, that different kinds different of sukkahs. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, fine. So that we see over there, Al-Kapana, we have Machlekes of Yehuda and Rameir, whether you're allowed to use Dalaminim or not. So the Gemara continues for the, for the kill to, bring, to say that the Mishnah says that you're allowed to use boards. That's what Yehuda says. Now hold on a second. Where am I getting boards from? Boards must be that I took a branch or I took a trunk of a tree and I made the, the board. And Rabbi Huda says it's kosher. Five studies, it must be, says Ravah, that even those part of the palm tree are considered from the species of the Dalamidim to be kosher for Tzrach and they're also going to be kosher for Egg. Ask the Gemara one second. Did Rabbi Huda really say that you're only allowed to use the Dalamidim and not other things? But we have a Bryce that says that if you did make Tzrach with boards of Erez, which generally translates as cedar, it's kosher. And we have, okay, we go through the different calculations of fourth talk and free talk, and doesn't make a difference. But the point is, we see that Yehuda holds, it's possible to use as chach branch um, boards of cedar. Gemara says, no, that was actually talking about cedar. It's called, it's, Erez is actually hadas over there. There's different, there's 10 kinds of Erez, and one of them is hadas, and that's what the Gemara brings the Pasuk to prove that. Okay. The Gemara continues, or mayor says, you're allowed to use even a strand of flax. The Gemara brings down a brisa, the same story basically, just a couple changes. Story with Yakir Yishalayim, the um, beloved or the precious, the wealthy people of Yishalayim, they used the gold and they said no, no proof from there because they also had underneath that, they had regular eged and the gold was merely, was not there to act as an eged, it was there merely to act as a beautification to beautify the mitzvah. Okay. Fine. Then we have a story that Rabbah says to those who are Megadli Hashan. Remember, Megadli Hashan doesn't mean those who are growing it, it means those who are making the Eged. He said, leave space on the bottom to hold the, the Hashana so that there shouldn't be a Chatzitza between the person's hand and, and the, uh, the Lulav. Because if it's going to be on the Eged, if this, the Eged is going to be a break, a space in between. 
the person's hand uh, in, interposition, right? That was the word? Between the person's, huh? Inter, it will interpose between the person's hand and um, the lulav. And Rava disagreed with Rava and said, no, anything that's there to beautify it is not considered a tchatzitza, and the eged is there for that. We have another member of Rava that he says that you should not hold on to the eged using a sudr. Rashi learned it meant using your scarf to hold on to it. Because it has to be l'kichatama, l'kachtam, means l'kichatama, it has to be a complete holding, not through something else. And Rava disagrees and says, no, holding it through something else is considered holding it. And Rava proves that, where do I know that from? Because it says in the Mishnah that, if, that they used to bring around a tube of water for the paraduma. And when they would get to the city to sprinkle people that were tame, they would take an azer, the hyssop grass, and dip it inside. But if the hyssop grass was too short, then how are they going to stick it in? Because it says vitova, you have to dip it in. So they would attach it to a stick, and they would dip it in. So you see that attaching it to masavka v'chut means either with a string, or bakush, or with a, a needle of sorts, a spindle, okay? And they would um, stick it in. Ah, it says in the puzzle, you should take it and dip it. How am I fulfilling dipping it if I'm taking it through the spindle or through this string? Must be that taking something through something else is considered a lakicha. In fact, hold on a second. That's not a raya, because over there you attached it to the hyssop grass. Maybe only over there it's considered not taking it through something else. So Gemara says, I have a different proof. The proof was, because it says in the Mishnah that if, the, if it fell, if the water was, was dumped, when it fell on its own into the trough, which had the ashes or whatever that's being mixed together, then it's possible. Because the Pasuk says, You have to take it and put it. But if the mashma from the fact that the mission is only choosing a case that it was knocked in, it's mashma that if I bidafka intentionally knocked it in, then it's going to be kosher. Aye, that's not taking it, that's not doing a vilokach v'nosan with myself. It must be that I did davar acher, the high by tipping it in, that's considered all the Okay. It's considered, alright, okay, well, yeah, that's correct. There is not, there doesn't say lakichatam, but yes, that's correct. We will be able to extrapolate from there, correct. Okay, Rabbi says another halacha that a person should not A person should not stop in the the lulav into the haishana, meaning the the eged once it's already made. Why? Because maybe some of the leaves of the hadas or are going to fall off and they're going to be stuck in there and be a chatzitza. Rabbi says it's not a chatzitza because it's mim deminoi. It's one of the dalaminos, so it's not a chatzitza. Rabbi says another halacha: once the lulav is in the eged, don't cut off the bottom of the lulav to shorten it. Because then some of the leaves that are not really part of the lulav anymore are going to be stuck in there, and it's going to be a chatzitza. And Rava uh, disagrees again and says, Mimimina is not a chatzitza. There's a chilish, but we're not getting into that right now. Okay, Rava says another halacha. A hadas of a mitzvah, you're not allowed to smell it, but a esrik of a mitzvah, you could smell. Why? The Gemara explains. A hadas, its whole essence is smell. That's what it's for. So therefore, when there's a haktsa made, that I'm making it mukta and sen- Excuse me, designating and separating it for the mitzvah, it's, include, it's for the purpose which is smell. And Esther, on the other hand, its main purpose is eating. Yes, it smells good, but its main purpose is eating. Since that's the case, we will apply the general rule of Recha Lav Milsehi. This is important, I don't know if we spoke this out when we learned this originally, it could be in the Chazaras we did. Recha lav milsi. Recha lav milsi means that recha smell is nothing. Lav milsi, it's not considered anything. Generally, 
Reichel Avnosi, it's nothing. That's why by an estrig, you're allowed to smell it. However, the Hada, since that's its entire essence of what it is, therefore, Reichel will be considered something, and therefore, it's Hakta, it's Muksa with regard to that. But an estrig, since its main purpose is for eating, we will apply the general rule of Reichel Avnosi, that smell is not considered something of substance to us. I mean, isn't just the main point, whatever you're, set, you're setting it aside from that thing that it normally would be useful, that would be the liquor for it. I mean, that's the, that's the last of the market. You don't need to come on to it. Yeah, you like, do, you do have to though, because, okay, we're not going to get into that now, but let's just... I mean, I don't know why we have to get into it. Fine, okay. you, you, you don't have to, Okay. if you don't want to, but... <laughs> okay, there, right. Yeah, but I, I can explain it after when we're not on the clock. Okay, Rabbi says another halacha, the hadas when it's attached to the ground, you're allowed to smell it on Shabbos, and Esther when it's attached to the ground, you cannot smell it on Shabbos. Why? Because since the hadas is all about smell, so you'll smell it when it's attached to the ground, we're not concerned you're going to come to chop it off. And Esther, on the other hand, his main thing is eating it, so if you smell it, you might get to say, ah, I want to be able to eat it now, you're going to come, you're going to lose yourself, and you'll forget it. I and Shabbos can talk to Michael afterwards about his question, why we don't say this earlier, and if he remembers, or somebody remembers the answer that I suggested, that can be said as well. Okay, another halacha that Rabbi says, the lulav should go in your right hand, and the esrik should go in your left hand. Why? Because the lulav has three mitzvahs, the esrik is one mitzvah, so therefore that's more chashim. The Rav Yirmiya said to Rav Zekra, why don't we make a bracha on, the, why don't we only make the bracha on lulav? Because it's gavaya mikulam, it's higher than everything, and we think that shot is because it's higher now, and because it has three mitzvahs on the right hand. So Gemara says, hold on a second. The esrik is set first in the Pasuk. Let me just make it higher now. And then it will be the highest. And it will have also two milas. On that the Gemara says, no, we mean it's in the right hand and it grows higher. It's not only it's higher from the way, where they are now. And it grows higher. It's Kavaya Mikulon. As a, in, organically, it's the highest of all of them. Okay, it says the Mishnah. Where, do they, where would they do the waving of the, the lulav at Haidu Lashem, the beginning and the end of that Haidu, meaning Haidu Lashem Ketel Gamachazim, right? Right when we started, and at the end of Hal, and Ana Hashem Ashiyana. And Beishamai says, You also do by Ana Hashem Atzlichana. Rabbi said, I looked closely at Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua that everyone else was waving even by Ana Hashem Atzlichana, but they actually did not wave then, they only waved by Ana Hashem Ashiyana. Frakti Gemara, one second, who said anything about waving? That you're saying, When do you wave? First time that you have to wave. Like tomorrow, the mission, the first, in the beginning of the parak said that if you have a lulav that has a shear of three tzvachim plus in order to wave it, it's kosher, it's mashma. You have to wave it. So now we're asking, what am I doing the waving? Okay, we're reading that a Mishnah uh, with regard to the Mishnah in Menachet. It says the of Shavuos and the two kifsi atzeres with the chaship that were brought as a carbon on Shavuos. How do you do the tenufa? You place the two loaves of bread on top of the animals. You put your hands underneath them. You wave them. Forward, backwards, all the way around. As it says in the Pesach, it was waved and it was lifted. Abiyechelen says, you bring it, you bring it, and you, you send it and you bring it to the one who owns all the uh, four directions, meaning Hashem. You lift it up and down to the one that owns Shemayim Va'aretz, Hashem. In Marava they add, they said another Mahalach, not necessarily disagreeing, that you're taking it out, you're bringing it close to, to um, stop. Lots are to stop Ruchais Royce, bad winds, and you lift it up and down to stop bad uh, rains and dews. Rabbi Yaisi, Bar Oven, it says, Gemara says, that if you see from here, that even Shiyare Mitzvah, the peripheral uh, parts of the Mitzvah, 
are so chosha that they could stop Peronus from happening because the Tnufa is something which is not the Ikra mitzvah, it's only a peripheral part of the mitzvah, and yet it stops Peronus. And uh, Rava says the same thing will apply my Lulav, that's why we're waving in all these directions. Rav Achavar Yaakov said, he took the Lulav and he, he was waving and he said, This is the poke, this is poking in the eyes of the Satan. The Gemara says, You shouldn't really say that because the Satan may come to pinek you and they come to hack you and get back at you. Okay, we told you said Vichin Lulav, we were not talking about Lulav at all, it was all Shtelechem. That's right, until now, that's right. The Mishnah Lama Chazam and Allah says, if someone comes from the road, he didn't have a lulav in his, uh, before, he should take it when he gets inside, when he gets home, al shulchanai, on the table, meaning in the middle of the meal. If he didn't take it in the morning, says the Mishnah, he should take it in the afternoon, because the whole day is kosher for lulav. Fact, hold on a second. He said in the Mishnah that I should take it on my table, which seems to indicate that I have to stop my meal in middle, Take a break, go shake, and then come back and continue. But the Mishnah in Shabbos said that if I started doing all these malachas that I'm not allowed to do before Davi Mincha, I don't have to stop. What's the, what's the difference? Sir Safra says, no, no kasha. Here the Mishnah says I have to stop because there's not enough time. We're concerned that it might pass. The mitzvah of the, of the mitzvah might pass. And the Mishnah in Shabbos is talking about when there is time, and that's why I can continue my meal. So hold on a second, says Rovo. What kind of question was that originally from the onset? The kasha doesn't make sense. Our Mishnah is a mitzvah da'araisa. That's why you have to stop. The Mishnah in Shabbos is talking about mincha. It's a mitzvah da'araisa. That's why you don't have to stop. So what's your question that you have to come on to an answer of leitzricha had the ikashos had the lekashos? Rav says, rather, what was the question that Rav Safra was coming to answer? It was a question of our Mishnah, minei obey in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says when you get to the house, take it on the table, which is mashma, take it right away. You have to be mafsik. The end part of the Mishnah says, if you didn't take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon, which is mashmad, you don't have to do mashmad, you just say, take it in the afternoon, no problem. On that, Rav Safra says, no, that's not a kasha. When the Mishnah says, you have to stop your meal to take it, in the beginning of the Mishnah, that's talking about when there's not enough time during the day. When the Mishnah says, if you didn't take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon, that's talking about when there's a lot of time, continue your meal, because into hate, you'll take it afterwards, we're not concerned. On that, Rav Zera answers kasha, says, one second. What kind of kasha is that still? Because maybe the Mishnah says, take it. You should stop the meal and then take it. And if you didn't do it, so take it in the afternoon. What's the Mishnah telling me? It's not a stira. The Mishnah is telling me, this is what you should lechatchila do. If you don't do that, so fine, you'll take it in the afternoon. It's a mitzvah to do it. But if not, but you have to take it afterwards. So Rav Zera says, really the kasha was from our Mishnah to the Mishnah in Shabbos. Ah, you had a question. And that which he had a, a question, he said, one second, our Mishnah is not a question from the Mishnah in Shabbos, because the Mishnah in Shabbos is Darabonon, and our Mishnah is Darai. So no, our Mishnah is also Darabonon. Why? Because our Mishnah is talking about the Shani, on Cholamayid, when it's only a Mishnah Darabonon. Because the Mishnah says, Misha Babadarach is coming on the road. You're not allowed to travel on now I'm going to travel on, on uh, Yom Tiv. So, Amazi, that's what we're talking about. So it's mashma. And therefore, it's a, very, it's a parallel case in the Mishnah in Shabbos. It's a stira. It's a kasha. He has to come on to Rav Safra. It says, how the Ika shows, how the Leka shows. There, there is time in the Mishnah in Shabbos. That's why I can continue. There's no time in the Mishnah in Sukkah. And that's why I have to stop. Okay, the Mishnah on the bottom of Lama Chazmanal says, a person who had a, serv- a slave of a Kanani, or a woman, or a katan who was reading for him halal, so he has to respond afterwards what they're saying, because they're not mechuyiv, and a curse should be on his head. That he's using such people as a shluchim to be the mitzvah of halal, that they're not mechuyivin, or the fact that he didn't learn. 
if a Gadol was reading Howl for him, so then he responds afterwards, Haluka, that's like his Amen, that's how you're doing it with Shemaya Karin, as the Gemara will explain. Okay, then the Mishnah ends off, if, you have the, the had, if the city has a place, has a Minog, rather, to be kaifal, to double up the Psukim, as uh, Rashi does point out, he'll mention this then, but Rashi points out over here that the reason why there was a Minog to be kaifal was, as I showed you in the, in the, in the Siddur, the Psukim themselves have a double kind of of uh, uh, yeah, something yeah. It's like the it's even though it's not actual, it's not mamish doubled, but it's similarly it's similar one pasuk to the next, and therefore that's why I have a minute to double it. So if the minute gets to double it, double it. The minute gets to say one time, lift strike means to say it's straight. Give strike, so you say it's straight. The mitzvah, the minute has a the, the city has a minute to make a bracha, which we'll explain means a bracha afterwards. You make a bracha. Lifshot means one time or something else? One time. Lifshot means straight. It's like pashut. Okay. Like, um, right? Straight. I call Medina, everything goes like the Medina Medina. Okay, the Brisa, the Gemara brings down that really, the end of summer, which means the halacha is that a son can make, a son that's a giyah lechinuch can make a bracha for his father, an evid can make a bracha for his master, and a woman can make a bracha for her husband. And again, in all those cases, we're talking about when the person who's not really mechuyiv ate a shir de araisa. And the, they're trying to be mighty now a gadol who ate a shir drabbaron. But the Chacham said, there's a curse should be on his head that he's not learning himself to be able to figure out how to bench himself. Okay. Rava then goes on to say that there's a lot of halachas, great halachas we can learn from the minhagim of Halal. And he takes them step by step from the, again. The minhag, the minhagim that Rava had in his shul, how they said Halal, was reminiscent of Iker halachas of Halal. That were not necessarily used um, generally for the uh, the general public for davening. Okay, six halachas. Halacha number one. <coughs> the chazan says haluluka, and then the tzibur responds haluluka. So when the chazan is saying it, the tzibur is quiet, and then when the tzibur says the chazan is quiet. And here, as you see, that it's a mitzvah to respond haluluka in the beginning. And as Rashi explains, even if you're not being yaitzi with the chazan, it's a mitzvah to say hey, the chazan says haluluka. Then everyone else responds haluluka. Number two, the chazan says haluluk the Hashem, which is the next part of the paragraph, and they respond haluluka. What's that telling me? That's telling me that if a gadol is being yaitzi another gadol in halal, so the person who's being yaitzi should respond. His response instead of a main is haluluka. Right? Maybe that's where. In other religions, they're always busy saying halakha. Okay. Huh? That's what I said last time. Oh, you said it last time? <laughs> oh. Okay. We're busy. Huh? No, we're the, we're the people in the crowd get up and respond. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Number three. Number three. He says, Haidul Hashem, and they respond, Haidul Hashem. That's in the beginning of a paragraph. So you see from there that it's a mitzvah to respond as opposed to in general. When you say hallelujah, for the beginning parts of each paragraph, you should respond to how, the, the first words of Haidul Hashem. That's number three. Number four, and we brought it to nine, it says the same thing. Number four, the Chazan says on Hashem and they respond on Hashem And then you see that if a katan is being makra, you respond exactly, or it's reminding us of that if a katan is the one who's saying it, the person who's listening responds exactly those words. Number five, the Chazan says on Hashem Atzlichana, and they respond on Hashem Atzlichana. You see from here, a reminiscent of, if you want to double it, you double it. Why is it doubling? Because the Chazan says it once, 
the tzibur is listening. That's with Shemayka They said it once, and then they respond. That's a double. And the last halacha number six, the chazan says Baruch The tzibur listens to Baruch and they they continue with B'shem Hashem. From here you see Shemayka because. The Tzibor is listening with Baruch Haba. They were yoytze the words Baruch Haba with the Chazan saying Baruch Haba. So you see from here, Shemei Fine. Now, Reb Chiyavar Abba has a Shailah. Or they asked Shailah of Reb Chiyavar Abba. A person listened, but he did not respond. Haluka is he yoytze. So he says, the Chakimaya, the Sifraya, did you look at the Aruch Lener? The Chakimaya, the Sifraya, the It's an interesting shikl that he says. <coughs> the Chachamim, the wise ones, Sifraya are the Malam de Tinoikis, the Rebbeim, Reshi Amal are the heads of the nation, and the Darshanim said, If you heard it, but you didn't listen, you're Yaitzu. You didn't answer, you're Yaitzu. Now, Itmar Nami. The Gemara says, Itmar Nami. I was under the impression, I understood, that Itmar Nami was actually not only telling me Shemei Akarna, it's also telling me that you're, if you hear it and you don't respond, you're Yaitzu. Is that what means? Right, but let's say I don't say Hallelujah. The Gemara just had a Shiloh. The Gemara said, Mikan Hold on a second. The Gemara says, Mikan That was from Baruch Abba, Vashem Hashem. And the Gemara said, well, Let me ask you a Shiloh. Let's say you didn't respond, Hallelujah. Which probably is by Baruch Abba, Vashem Hashem. Also, you're not responding to anything. But you didn't respond, Hallelujah. Are you Yaitse? The Gemara says, The Chacham, the Shai, etc., etc., said, You're Yaitse. Eat my Nami. And we have the story that we're going to say in a second of, of Yeshio, that you see Shemei Ka'ina. Is that proving to me Shemei Ka'ina in general? Or is that proving to me Shemei Ka'ina is Ka'ina even if he didn't respond to anything? That's the way I was is, understanding is, the Latin. Does Tom Shemei Ka'ina mean you have to say Amen to be... Apparently, because the Gemara had a Shiloh, let's say you don't respond. Basically, well, how are we passing a day? You right. have to say Amen, maybe Shemei Ka'ina? L'chatchilah. You should. So that's how. Okay, I didn't understand that. Okay. Maybe. Cause you could. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the far shem- How else are you reading the the, the questions from our ads? Of Shama Valayona. Yeah, yeah. The 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 mahu, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shama Valayona. Yeah. Okay. There'd be no reason to ask that question because we already said we should come in. So they, they, I mean, they do, the Mepharshim asks Akasha that Shama Valayona Yotza is Mashma B'Diyavid Yotza. And Yotza is Mashma B'Diyavid. And Shemei Ka'ina, that we said earlier, Mikan, Shemei Ka'ina is Mashma, and Lechatchil, Shemei is Ka'ina, just by hearing it. So they have, I mean, the, the uh, Pnei Shur talks about it at length. He says, I mean, he, he says, I, I, I looked it up today, it was a very big shtickle. He says, I already spoke about this at length. Betachlis Arichus. Which means really long in brachas, and he, he, is very, he is very long with this. I didn't go through the whole thing, but um, <clears throat> okay. The second, the, the second thing we have, Mikan from the end page, and says Shemitzvah Ma'ayna Haluka. That that's what you're saying is this. No, that yes, yeah, yeah. Haluka to someone's someone says a pasuk and you say Haluka. That's the, that's actually we, the next one. Halu of the Hashem. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's what we're thinking of with with a response. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So the Gemara says, what's the Raya? The Raya is like this. The story was like this. The Pasuk says that there were, these are all the things that, that were read by the king of Yeshio. The king of Melech Yehuda. Meaning Yeshio read. Perfect. <clears throat> one second. Did Yeshio read it? Shafon read it. Because we have a Pasuk that says Shafon read it. Must be Shemei Ka'ayna. Ask the Gemara one second. Maybe 
Shafan read it, and then Yeshio said it afterwards. He read it afterwards. No, it's not Mestaber, because the Pasuk says that um, Yeshio's heart melted from hearing the words. Now, if he also said it afterwards, it shouldn't have said from hearing, it should have said from saying it. Elamai, Shemeya Ka'ina. Fine. Okay, now we have a few halachas from Rav. Rav says, don't say Baruch Haba and then take a breath and then say B'Shem Hashem because then the shame of Hashem is hanging and it's not connected to the Baruch Haba. We want it to, go be, to be connected to that. And another halacha, Rav said, Rabba, a person should not say Yehishmei Rabba and then Mevorach, he should say it together because otherwise Yehishmei Rabba is going to be left hanging. And I showed Brian on Shabbos and I found somewhere that said what he was trying to say last week that the Chiddush of this halacha is Yehishmei Rabba. Why does he have to say it twice? Because Yehoshim Rabbah is not really Hashem's name, maybe. I would think that it's not considered, it's not a problem, because it's not Hashem's name. Kamashlan, that it is considered Hashem's name, and therefore it shouldn't be left hanging. On that, Rav Safra disagreed with the Rav, and he said, No, no, Moshe, is that really true? Is that true? No. Both cases, it's a continuation, there's no problem if he takes a breath, no problem, and that's the halach The Gemara continues going on the Mishnah, it said, it's a malkum, if you have a place that has a minute to double it, Says Sakta Brisa, Rebbe doubled from from Ana Hashem and down, and Rav Lazman Parta added things to double from Aitcha Hashem the way we do it in our Tabi. Okay, what about the Brach Lavarech? Abaya says the, that which it says in the Mishnah that there's a minute to make a Brach, you make a Bracha, but if not, not. Mashman, if not, not, that's only in the bracha afterwards. If the bracha before, it's a mitz, always, you always make a bracha, because you make a bracha over last yas. And I did see, I don't know who I was discussing with this with, why are we choosing, the Gemara says, how do I know that the Lashon of over means pre- prior, previously? So we have a few psukim that show that over can mean earlier. But why don't you just say mitzvah to say mitzvah to say before? Why do you say over last That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that, was a part of that was your question? It was a part of it. So I don't know who I was talking to. Okay, so, okay, so everyone, but I, I saw... Yeah, don't say a bad language. Yeah. And then, so I forgot who says this. But the pshat is... I mean, some other Rishonim says this, that he wanted to bring out another point. That if you didn't say it before, you could say it afterwards. Dude. He wanted to say, if he just said it, meant to say it before... Then you would think that if I missed it, okay. So it means both things, really. Right. Is that true? Yeah. According to that sheet, but that sheet that holds that you could is saying that that's why he chose that language of either, which doesn't really generally mean previously, it means afterwards, to teach you that you could still say it afterwards. And that is, that's what we'll get to. Okay. How long was that? Half hour? 30? 